Hello, my name's Ed Frawley. My wife and I own Learberg, and this is another one of our question and answers that we get sent in to our website through the Ask Cindy portal at the front page of Learberg. And we get a lot of these Cindy answers, every single one of them. I'm not sure I know any other websites that do what we do here. We take these questions and we put them in a database that's searchable. The only thing I'll say here, and I need to say it in more of these videos, is that if you want to search on a specific subject, put quotation marks and the search terms in the middle of it. It'll make your search more accurate. But this is a good question. Bless this lady's heart. She rescued an eight-year-old dog from a rescue organization. She's had it for a year, and she has some real insecurity problems with the dog. She did not know the history behind the dog. I will say this, almost every uh, rescue organization, when you go to rescue a dog, is gonna say the dog came from an abused household. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes the dog acts the way that it acts from a genetic issue. So I won't say it's 50-50 or 75-25, whatever. But quite often, it's a combination of both. So I'm gonna read this question. Hi, Cindy, I adopted my now nine-year-old mutt, we prefer to call it a mixed breed, last year. I live on my own. However, I've been with my partner for years and we plan on getting married this spring. My dog does not seem to have a problem with my partner, but the dog is very insecure and is incredibly attached to me and therefore gets anxious and invasive when other people are around. He's fine when left alone at my house, but if I leave him at my parents' house or anywhere that he's not familiar with, he will stand by the door and whine for all of the period of time that I'm gone. The longest I've been gone is 30 minutes with the dog. If I sit beside someone on the couch, my dog comes right up in between us and begins to whine and pant. We're currently working on basic obedience He's conditioned to a prong collar and a clicker. We just started the place command. This seems to be more related to my dog being insecure in general than any specific situation or people. Any direction that you can give me would be appreciated, thank you. Good questions, not that uncommon questions. And there's a number of I'm not gonna tell you exactly what to do with this dog. We can't do it unless we can stand in front of you and look at the dog and watch you react, but we can give you some ideas on where to go to get good information. So it does sound like the dog has generalized insecurity and anxiety, and we would start by controlling the management on the dog, and I'm gonna talk more about it in a second. And we would start with obedience training from the very beginning with this dog. We would do reward-based training. We would do marker training. If you want to use a clicker, that's fine. You don't need to use a clicker, you can use your voice. But that's where we would start. And within that, within that context, we would get a place bed, and we sell these place beds, or you can buy them at pet stores. And we would teach the dog a place command. And we would focus on that. We want our dog to be able to go and lay down on a dog bed and stay there until we release him from that dog bed. And in our training videos, we have the progression 
on how to take a dog through that. I mean, you can get our basic dog obedience video on it, one that I did, and, and it's well received and well, well explained, the steps well explained in that video. So in the beginning, the dog's trained in the living room to go lay on its place bed, but then as training progresses and the dog learns that it has to stay there, and that when it gets off, you're gonna put it back there, and it knows that command, then we'll start moving the place bed to different locations, in your house, in your backyard, all the time when the dog is on leash. You do all of this work on leash, so you have control of the dog. And quite frankly, having control of the dog makes the dog more relaxed. It doesn't have to think for itself. It knows, hey, I'm on leash. I can only do what he wants me to do, she wants me to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But on these dogs, keep them on leash. In the house, too, on leash. Cindy goes on here to, see, to even say, we teach all of our dogs to do this in a variety of locations. And when we travel, our dogs, uh, when we travel with our dogs, we bring an elevated bed and an X-Pen. So we put our dogs in an X-Pen for a long, long time. I mean, we have a two-year-old German Shepherd at our house, and we don't give him free reign for the whole living room or the whole basement where we have a TV and watch down there. There's an X-Pen down there with a raised bed in it. And this is a high-drive, immature, uh, two-year-old German Shepherd with a lot, a lot of energy and a very active personality. If we let him run around the whole house, he'd be climbing on the couch and poking his nose in everything he could because <laughs> it's just the way he is. So we put him in an X-Pen, and he learns that, yeah, he can lay next to us, but he lays next to us in his X-Pen, and he lays next to us on the raised dog bed. And then when we travel, it goes with him. And when this lady goes to his parents' house, or her parents' house, take the X-Pen and take the, take the uh, raised dog bed and put it someplace. And in the beginning, do that when you're in the house with the dog. And in the beginning, it can be when you're in the living room together, and then you can put the X-Pen in another room when you're in the living room. I mean, think outside the box, break it down into small little pieces, and expand on those pieces to fit you. You have, to, you have to deal with the dog that's in front of you, and you have to make it very clear to the dog what you expect. You don't have to correct him when he doesn't do what you ask him to do. You just have to tell him, no, get back on the X-Pen. You know, have a little bit of patience and realize that you might have to tell this dog to get, in the, get on its bed 150, 200 times before it finally figures out, I better not get off that bed because all she's going to do is put me back on the bed. So... That's all covered in the basic obedience course. So by doing this with this dog, if she has the X-Pen there, the dog's not gonna go and sit at the door and whine. It's not going to come and try and get on the couch or get in between her and neighbors that come over or friends that come over. It's gonna go in its X-Pen, it's gonna lay down on the, on the uh, raised dog bed in the X-Pen and it's gonna learn to be calm and quiet. There's nothing wrong with that. One very important thing though is to not accidentally reinforce the behavior of the dog acting nervous and whining. Don't try and soothe the dog. Oh, Fido, this is such a sad deal. If you're gonna be okay today, here, have a piece of food. Let me give you a treat to take your mind off of how bad this thing is. Nah, don't do that. That is just gonna make it all worse. You have to learn to be calm, not be mad, just be matter of fact, don't get in your bed. You don't have to pet them. 
You don't have to try and calm them down when they're doing all of this. You shouldn't try and calm them down when you're doing this. If you've done your job right and they know what the get on your bed command is, you just say, no, get on your bed. That's all you have to do. You're not mad. You're not soothing them. You're not feeling sorry for them. You're just saying, hey, get on your bed. You know what you're supposed to be doing. It's just that simple. And that works. Don't kid yourself that that doesn't play with your dog. It does. And just as importantly, when you have other friends around or your parents or whoever, tell your friends, leave my dog alone. Don't go and pet them. Don't tell them, oh, Fido is so sad. You're in the pen. She's really a terrible owner. You can't do that. We'll let you out just as soon as she leaves the door so you can stand by the door and whine and tell you the cats come home. Oh, it's not going to work. That doesn't make any sense at all. So make sure they understand that you're all on the same page. And then this, this lady came back and uh, said, yes, I did purchase the basic dog obedience. And we're reviewing the commands and using those tools. Thank you very much. Would corrections be effective for this situation? I found some research that shows that corrections for maladaptive BX, that's a new word for me, I had to look that up in Google, uh, at the threshold can increase generalized anxiety and genetic anxiety. Well, that was all. I'm not a big, I'm, I just had never heard of that before. I had to look it up. I'll read you what I said, what it said. For people who are not familiar, familiar with maladaptive behavior is defined as behavior that interferes with an individual's activities of daily living or ability to adjust to and participate in particular settings. What the heck does that mean? I'd have to think about that for a long time figure out what that means. So the lady goes on to say, sorry for all the questions. I'm a behavior analysis with humans and love learning about how to apply the behavioral concepts I know to dogs. I'm also a big research nerd. And then she laughs. Thank you for all your help and advice. The fact is we would not use corrections with this dog we would use positive methods and reinforcement. If you start correcting a dog for whining, if you start correcting a dog to go when it's whining at the door, you're gonna make that dog more insecure, not less insecure. It would be a total mistake to put a prong collar on that dog and crank it every time it starts whining. But what we would do, what we would prefer doing, is to give that dog a task to do that would block the behavior that it might do. The example here, the dog wants to go and stand at the door and whine, or the dog gets very nervous when somebody comes over. We want to block that behavior, and how do we do it? We ask the dog to go over here and lay on his bed before the dog even has a chance to go and stand at the door and whine. So rather than correct him, we'll give him a behavior they know that they've always been, already been trained to do before it even starts. And then that whining and and being anxious when somebody comes is blocked and the dog doesn't even do it. So the bottom line is correcting an anxious dog for being anxious is only going to make it more anxious. How's that for a triple anxious answer? Good management can, can solve a lot of these problems and the use of a being on leash all the time to block bad behavior, 
using a place bed to block back bad behavior, using an X-Pen to block bad behavior is a solution. I'm about to do a video here in the next week or so to show people how we use uh, X-Pens in our home. We just don't put them into a, we just don't put uh, our dogs in an X-Pen with nothing for the dog to do in there but lay around. And we have a new puppy now and I think you'll find it interesting when I do this thing. So in closing, the bottom line is anxious dogs find comfort in knowing what's expected of them, knowing the rules that they're expected to follow, and that causes them to be less anxious. So if you have a question on anything as far as training your dog, behavioral problems with your dogs, uh, breeding with your dogs, the healthier dogs, Go to Learberg.com, scroll on the front page, right down to Ask Cindy and send Cindy, send Cindy a question, and you'll get an answer from it. And if you want to learn more about how to train your dog, either at a, at a pet dog level or more advanced training, we have excellent online courses with some of the best instructors in the United States, really good online courses. And go there and look at that, and then we sell a lot of good training equipment. We don't try and compete with the big box stores. We only sell quality products that Cindy and I would use on our own dogs.